Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time of day it is to you. Welcome back or welcome for the first time to another episode of the Relational Intelligence Podcast. We like to call it TRIP because that's a little easier to say. I am your host, Mignote, and I'm excited to be here. Um, as you see in the title, this week's episode is about compassion. Now, the podcast at large, we're here in an effort to figure out a way to build happy, healthy, and fulfilling relationships, okay? And those are all types of relationships, friends, family, romantic, platonic, doesn't really matter. It's all about that connection with others and even that connection with self and with God. So the word compassion, I'm gonna give you a little bit of backstory. Over the last two weeks, the word compassion has just like been jumping out at me. And I I know there's no way I'm the only person that's experienced this, but... Have you ever read something or listened to someone speak and certain words or concepts or phrases just like stood out to you? Like it rang in your head a little differently than everyone else. Like sometimes as an example, I'll be reading a book, um, sometimes the Bible, sometimes just any other book that I'm reading. And as I'm reading it, it's almost like certain words highlight in my mind as I'm reading. So that's what happened to me with the word compassion a couple of weeks ago. And then it kept popping up to me, kept popping up and popping up over time. I'll be listening to a sermon and I hear it. I'll be listening to a student talking to me and I hear the word compassion. I'll be reading a book and I hear the, and I read the word compassion and it just kept popping up and popping up. And then even if the word itself didn't pop up, people would say things that alluded to compassion. And I, I, I was asking God, I'm like, God, why, why is this word coming up? You know, like what, what is this? And I wasn't getting anything. So I was like, okay, um, let me just make sure I'm being compassionate then. No big deal. I I can, I can handle that. That's not a bad thing. Um, and then today I was sitting and I was like, man, I don't, I don't have anything. I don't, I don't have, nothing came to me for a podcast episode this week. So I was just, keeping it moving, minding my business. And I was, you know, considering not posting an episode it should be the first week I went without an episode. And then it rang again in my head, compassion. I was like, oh, oh, I can do an episode about that. And I was like, but, you know, if I'm going to record, I need to record now. What, what am I going to speak to? And then I just kind of got this like peace in my heart. Like, just go, just go and you'll be good. Okay. So we're going to speak on this topic of compassion, which the concept of compassion is really important to me and really important for the the health of any relationship. Okay, y'all know I like me some definitions. So I did go to Merriam-Webster so that I could share a definition of compassion. And what I grabbed was compassion means sympathetic consciousness of others distress together with a desire to alleviate it. Okay, I'm going to start with that first part, sympathetic consciousness of others distress. That kind of reminds me of empathy, right? Like you, you have this concept, this consciousness, awareness, and idea of another person's distress, or if we don't want to use the word distress, their sadness, their grief, their frustration, any sort of feeling that might be plaguing that individual, particularly in a negative way, right? So That's the first part of the definition. And some of us here 
are great at empathizing. Some of us here are not so great. Many of us see the world through our lens, and that's that. And then there are many of us in the world that see see the world through other people's lenses and sometimes abandon our own. And then there's that sweet spot in between where we do have our own views, but we also know how to show empathy towards others and understand like, okay, I get that. I get what you're saying. And we can easily say now from my lens, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So empathy is this ability to resonate with or understand how another person is feeling. It doesn't necessarily mean we agree but it does mean that we can meet them where they are in terms of the way that they feel, okay? So that's the first half of the definition, but I think the second half is really important. Remember, the first half is sympathetic consciousness of others' distress, and the second half says, together with a desire to alleviate it. So that's a call towards action. So it's almost like a step beyond empathy. You can look at compassion as a step beyond empathy because it, it it's also this desire this willingness and this this want to help alleviate the distress that the individual you're communicating with is experiencing okay we have the capacity to show compassion in many many ways okay so we can show compassion or have compassion through our actions we can have it through our words we can have it through our thoughts we can have it through our intentions so compassion is something that can come up in any given As an example, a lot of um, childhood trauma is perceived. So from the child's lens, they might see that their parents didn't pay them much mind. They might see that their parents didn't show up for the things that mattered to them most. They might perceive that the parents didn't love them because they didn't necessarily show love in the way that they received love. Meanwhile, in the parent's lens, they might have done everything they could to love that child. From the parent's lens, they might have overextended themselves so much and gave up their whole life for their child. However, that doesn't necessarily mean the child sees it the same way. So our our ability to perceive is constant. And I believe that showing compassion alleviates a lot of issues, whether it's issues um, in relational conflict, issues in the workplace where maybe one's superior stress is getting placed and pushed down on the rest of the staff, or even in a family dynamic where the stress of a parent or stress of, a, of, the, of the youth or the children are starting to plague and like bleed into the other people in the household. It's very easy for us to when we're in the midst of a conflict or someone is pulling pushing their stress upon us to react in a way that's like oh heck no like this is I'm not going to sit here and take this that and the third that's easy it's easy to be reactive it's very difficult in the moment when someone is placing their burden on you to handle that burden gracefully without jeopardizing your own mental wellness And I think the most important thing to note about that is the concept of you do not want to jeopardize your mental wellness, okay? Having compassion doesn't mean you become a doormat. Having compassion doesn't mean you always fold in the midst of an argument. Having compassion doesn't mean that how you feel doesn't matter. And one thing I recognize uh, very recently in the midst of a conversation with a loved one, um, not just a conversation, honestly, it was was a full-blown conflict, One thing I recognize in the midst of the conflict with that loved one is that if we had both been showing compassion towards one another, 
we would have met a resolve far more quickly rather than the both of us staying in a stance where we were just protecting ourselves and defending ourselves. So the reason the compassion would have helped us move forward is because we both were seeking something in one another. We both wanted to feel heard. We both wanted to feel seen. We both wanted to feel taken care of by the other person. But because we were so fixated on our stances and fixated on how we felt and how we were wronged and how we were harmed, all we could do was defend ourselves. And we went from being a team to being in conflict and being opponents of one another, okay? But if just for a moment, we both chose to lead with compassion towards the other, to hear what the other person was saying, to see how it was causing them to feel, to see how it was paining and plaguing them, and then lead with this desire to try to alleviate that in whatever ways we possibly could, then I promise you, like, conflict would have been gone, like, snap of a finger, okay? But I don't want people that tend to be compassionate or even overly compassionate to feel as though that means no matter what, you are supposed to go meet the needs of somebody else. If you're in a situation, a relationship or a circumstance in which your needs are constantly falling by the wayside, we have a problem. That's a situation where we need to reevaluate if your presence is worth it, okay? Is staying there worth it? All right, because if we're in circumstances, now the, now the world itself would be a better place if we all showed compassion to one another. The difficult part, because, you know, broken world, imperfect world, flawed people, all that good stuff, is that some will be compassionate and others will not. So sometimes we'll find ourselves in relationships where we tend to be compassionate, we tend to be empathetic, we tend to compromise, be adaptable and flexible, and they do not. And that's a point where we might want to stop and reevaluate. Is this a place where we belong? Is this a place where we really want to invest our time? Are we investing it or are we spending it? Because time, you know, we don't really get it back. So do we want to stay in a situation where a person is unable or unwilling to show compassion towards us? And how is that lack of compassion impacting the way that we operate, the way that our day-to-day -day goes, the way that our mood goes up and down throughout the day. Does that make sense? I'm one of those people that has this tendency to be overly empathetic, has this tendency to be, uh, I used to have a tendency to be overly compassionate. Now I still manage to be overly empathetic, but that's not as detrimental to my time, my life and my mental health as overly compassionate is. And keep in mind, that's because of the whole, the action piece of compassion, like that desire to alleviate things. I used to walk around with this sort of like, um, the best thing I can call it is a savior complex. Whenever somebody was hurting and they informed me of said hurt, it's almost as if I took it as my responsibility to heal and fix and be there for them. Mind you, we can't take on the burdens of everyone. I happen to be a person that, was easy to talk to, quote unquote, because I was, I've always been a pretty good listener, very intent. I lean in and I want the person to feel comfortable and safe sharing the entirety of their story. I provide nonverbal cues that let them know I'm listening, that let them know I'm validating what they're saying. And I ask questions to clarify and make sure I'm hearing what they're saying and not whatever I'm making up as they speak, things like that. 
So that placed me in a position where a lot of people came to me, not just with the good things going on, but with the bad things going on. And I had this internal pressure that I put on myself to to give the right counsel or to provide the right response. Or if something was broken, like let's say it was a financial issue, I would want to meet that issue. So there was this, um, I don't know, it was like this overwhelming weight that I placed on myself because I could not help but to have compassion for people. Now, life will quickly humble you. So if you're somebody on that end of the spectrum where you tend to be overly compassionate, life will humble you because you'll recognize you're not the savior. Like you cannot, nor should you take on all of that weight. It's hard enough to carry our own weight, let alone to carry the weight of everybody else you interact with, okay? Now, if you're on the opposite end of the spectrum, Someone that refuses to show compassion, someone that sees the world through your lens and that's it. Someone that hears somebody feeling down and automatically thinks negatively like they're seeking attention or they're always whining, all they do is complain. Then you need a lesson in showing actual compassion. Now, compassion is a, it's, it's not like some simple concept where you say, oh, when people come to you about their feelings, just to validate them. It's not as simple as that. And even that is very much um, showing forth empathy and making sure the individual understands that you hear them and you see them. Okay. When it comes to compassion it's a very case by case. If someone comes to you as an example, stating that they're stressed out about all the work that's on their plate, they have work at their job, they have work in their personal life. Basically, they're stressed and overwhelmed by a packed schedule and not enough time for self-care and relaxation. Let's say somebody comes to you with an issue like that. There are so many different ways somebody can respond. Someone can respond simply by saying, dang, that is a lot. I'm sorry. Someone can also respond with, well, you know, at least on the bright side, like you still have a job. There's people out here that don't have a job. And, you know, at least you're working towards this. Like, that's a really good thing. That's another way to respond. And then there's a way to respond that that allows the other person to lead. So if someone's coming to you and they're saying, I'm so stressed out, I got all this stuff going on, like, you know, it's it can be really helpful, one, to ask the person what they need from you. Again, you have to know your person. How can I help in this? Is there anything I can do to take stuff off of your plate? Is there anyone at work that, that can assist you with X, Y, and Z? Now that right there, that's the problem solver approach to compassion, okay? So that's a situation where you might throw out different solutions and work together as a partner with that person to find some sort of resolve for how they're currently feeling. And there's other ways to go about it. Sometimes when people are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, they just need to get it out. So if this person is saying, I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I'm not having enough time for relaxation, self-care, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes a good vent session is a form of self-care. And they might just need you to sit there and listen. Again, you have to know your people or you have to ask them what they need. You need to vent right now or do you want to, do you want solutions do you want me to be mad with you and match your energy? Like, what do you need from me? And I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of times people are going to say, I don't know what I need. I don't know what you can do to help. And that's where either <laughs> you choose to give up, which will likely add to that person's distress, 
or you choose a little bit of everything. You try all the things and see what bites. Unfortunately, this is just how it works in relationship until we really get to know our people, which is impossible if we're not vulnerable with one another and impossible if we don't feel safe with one another. Okay. So if there hasn't been a safe foundation built in a relationship, people are not going to be open and vulnerable. And if people are not open and vulnerable, we're not going to have true, accurate data that depicts how we can best serve one another. Trying to learn a person with an unsafe environment and a lack of vulnerability is almost like trying to make a decision with like fudged data results. You know what I mean? The data is not an accurate depiction of the thing because someone faked the numbers. So that's very similar to someone being in a relationship where there is no vulnerability. We need the truth. Like we need, we need to get to the heart of a person. Now, compassion is where we're looking at the heart of the person more so than what they're upset about, what they're communicating about. We're looking at how it's making them feel. And all we want to do is get rid of those feelings. We want to help them feel better. But we can't do that if we don't understand how they're feeling. And then once we understand how they're feeling, we can consider what are some of the things that can help them stop feeling that way. My point here is that there are so many factors that play into how a person navigates their distress or navigates their heightened emotions or even navigates the process of showing compassion that we're not even aware of. So a lot of times we can't see that when we react explosively or when we react nonchalantly or when we react in a real dismissive way, we are adding to our people's distress and we're creating an environment in which that person no longer feels safe with us. But if we just flipped it and we chose to be compassionate and compassion's hard, right? It's hard because that means you're focusing on that person's needs above your own, right? So it doesn't matter how inconvenienced you are. It doesn't matter how you were in a good mood and now they done ruined it with their distress. None of that matters in the moment where you're trying to connect with a person. And again, I'm not saying allow yourself to be in a situation where you're being abused, where someone is taking advantage of your kindness, advantage of your compassion. We should read our people and get rid of those, move away from those, take a step back from those that are taking advantage of us, okay? I'm talking about the ones that we consider worth our time. We should be willing to invest our compassion, invest our time, invest our, our support, we should have a desire to help alleviate what's hurting them, what's causing them stress, what's causing them grief, okay? But we cannot do that until we meet them where they are. We cannot do that until they feel safe. So we have to create these environments. And one thing about showing compassion is that as you show it, you're creating this understanding that this environment is safe. You can start by showing compassion on things that are simple, like when somebody says that they're hungry, oh, you know what, like, you want me to get you something? Or um, I have some food, like, if you want to come through. It starts with the simple things. If we're not shown that a person cares about us with the little things that we don't mind sharing with anybody, how are we ever going to share the things that are deepest and closest to our hearts? That's where we're building up that safety. We're building up that sense of, you can be vulnerable here. You can let your walls down here. 
You know what I mean? With each small thing that we show compassion for, with each small thing that we empathize with, with each small experience where we help them feel seen, help them feel heard and make sure they feel safe and validated and important, we're bringing down a layer of whatever wall they've built to protect them from people with bad intentions, okay? And then as we continue deepening our relationships, deepening the intimacy in our relationships, we'll notice that we're met with the same compassion that we give out because we've created a mutual relationship. We've created a foundation where everything positive, everything good, everything lovely is reciprocated, okay? That is the goal. We can have happy, healthy, and fulfilling relationships if we start to incorporate more of these sorts of things into the day-to-day life of those relationships. Again, compassion is a tool. Compassion is something embedded in your DNA. You just have to choose to use it. So I'm challenging you to use it a little bit more than you normally do. There are times almost every single day where someone does or says something that frustrates me. And of course, instinct is my feeling. My feeling is frustration. But that doesn't mean I have to react on said frustration. I can pause and I can think to myself, you know what? Let me, let me go back. What did they say? How are they communicating that they're feeling? Do I need to understand more? Is it, is it worth me trying to understand more? And if I choose to engage in a conversation with that person, I have to lead with love. I have to lead with love in my thought process first. And then I lead with love in my intentions. And then I lead with love in my word choice. And then I lead with love in my actions. And in those investments, I'm creating a space and a foundation that is safe for this person, where my words carry weight, where my actions carry weight and can help contribute to a more positive mood and a better outlook, okay? And the hope and the prayer is that that becomes reciprocated if it isn't already, all right? So I think it's a good time like to really sit back and evaluate like, Where over the course of the last week could you have been more compassionate? And where over the course of the last week did you do a good job being compassionate? We have to look back in order to determine, one, how far we've come, and two, where we might still have gaps and areas of improvement. And I believe that every single one of us should be able to find something for both questions. What you've done well, how you've shown compassion well, and how you can improve in showing compassion every single week. It doesn't matter. We encounter people all the time. Okay, well, unless you've just been a hermit and sitting in your house under a rock all day long for the last week. Okay, cool. Maybe not you. But anybody else should be able to highlight that. And this is a part of the work is this introspection, this looking back at yourself and really evaluating the things that you have done and what you need to do moving forward, what you would like to do moving forward to improve your relationship with others, your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself. Okay. We've got this. I'm actually going to do this as well. Once I hop off of this, I'm going to journal about, you know, where I've been in this whole thing and try to figure out how I can do this thing better. Again, we're a community that's learning and growing together. This isn't like, look, we all got things that we got to work on and this whole human humaning concept Child, it's a never-ending 
process of trying to be a better human being. Okay. <laughs> so I thank you all for spending your time here. I don't take that lightly. I cannot wait to see you next week. Praying for a week of productivity and light and goodness and love and compassion because we're working at it. Nonetheless, love you all. Bye.